welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 61. We'll start with what's going on on the live server before we get into PTS. We had a maintenance patch uh, just yesterday, and uh, normally we don't bother talking about maintenance patches because they're pretty boring, but uh, this one, some pretty big stuff happened. So uh, as of yesterday, uh, which was Monday, we're recording this on a Tuesday, um, Battlegrounds are deathmatch only. How do you feel about that, Davius? It sounds really great until you kind of think about what Battlegrounds are right now. You know, it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then you're like, well... Wait a minute. Yeah, the meta is <laughs> tough right now, although there are some things on the horizon yeah. that are coming that will will be nice, but we have to kind of bide our time until then. It's, yep. It kind of puts my mind to rest knowing that things are coming, uh, and this is just kind of a thing to enjoy in the meantime. I hope it's this way for like a while. I hope that this stays this, at least, you know, it's a test period, but I hope it stay. they test this for a while so that we can kind of have this with some of these upcoming changes yeah that that's an important point to stress because that's something i've noticed like online when people are talking about this a lot of people seem to be discussing this as though it's like definitely a permanent change and this is just what battlegrounds are now and everyone's debating (laughs) is this a good change or a bad change you know and i think that's that's not what's happening at all. This is definitely temporary. The objective modes are definitely coming back. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, they're going to be collecting some data, taking feedback, uh, and then when they feel like they have a good idea of how to move forward, they'll they'll let us know what the plan is. They will re-implement those objective modes one way or another. There's a lot of ideas about what could happen uh, when they when they do decide to bring the objective modes back and how how they should do that. Um, I think to me, what makes the most sense to me is maybe having the group queue have a deathmatch queue option and leaving the solo queue exactly as it is right now. Yeah. And I think that would be good. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's so many possibilities they can do, right? I mean, that seems like the simple, and I think we're both in agreement. That's the simple fix is the group queues, deathmatch, solo queue, the way that it is now. Um, I'm, I'm really excited that it, it seems, and I, you know, I don't really have anything to go off of this, but. You know, for a while they were really focusing kind of on Cyrodiil and and those tests and those changes and things like that, and that's kind of resulted in the 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 no proc Cyrodiil, which I think a lot of Cyrodiil people are really happy with. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see them focus. It kind of seems like they've shifted their focus to Battlegrounds. I would love for Battlegrounds to kind of get that kind of same testing focus or review, or maybe they're going to review the way Battlegrounds are scored or things like that. I just you know, I'm probably getting ahead of myself a little bit, but all of these possibilities, you know, they're they're focusing on battlegrounds right now. It's clearly it's happening. Yeah, and it's just yet another example of them listening to feedback. You know, I always like to point that out because I I, I see it. You see it all the time. The, the the devs never listen. No point in submitting feedback. They never listen anyway, so it doesn't matter. I always like to point out the clear examples of them listening to feedback and trying to address it somehow. They can't listen to every piece of feedback that's given, and also not every idea is a good idea, you know. So uh, I think they deserve a little bit more credit than what they're often given for that, and I, I really appreciate that they're at least trying something, whether or not it's the exact way I would go about it. You know, that's kind of beside the point. Um, a couple of bullet points that I pulled out of the forum post about this: um, 
Um, so this is a, a developer statement. Their data shows that deathmatch is the most popular mode. So that kind of lays that to rest. It's kind of nice to just have a developer <laughs> say that. Arguments over. They admitted yep. it. It's done. <laughs> the most interesting statement uh, in that post was: uh, "This is in an effort to increase battleground population and interest," uh, which to me is the closest I've ever heard to them just kind of straight up admitting that players are losing interest and probably due to decisions that have been made recently. And I mean, it's not surprising at all that players are losing interest, right? It's been a long time now that we haven't been able to choose deathmatch as our, uh, the game that we want to play. And as they just said, deathmatch is the most popular mode. That's what most players want to do. And not being able to do that has been frustrating for, for two patches now. Yeah, I think I think that combined with the current meta is it's it's a little tough right now. Uh, I think more so than maybe you know a long long time. There's there's the there's two sets that are really kind of taken over the meta that everybody's wearing. It's a really toxic meta, and that's what I was about to say is kind of yeah. the the one saving grace of of having a random only queue is, was we had one patch, the Blackwood patch, that was actually probably the best combat balance has ever felt in my opinion and that was yeah. kind of the one thing keeping me enjoying battlegrounds uh even though i couldn't play deathmatch um and then now that's been ruined because yeah like you were just saying the the combat balance is straight up toxic right now you yeah. can't even enjoy that aspect of it either um so when they were first talking about doing this deathmatch only thing i was kind of like um i was kind of like well i don't really even care because the meta is so yeah. terrible right now i don't think i can even enjoy deathmatch but uh we're gonna get into some stuff we'll see they are addressing the meta as well so uh things things are looking yeah are looking I, better, I will I say think. that i i'm i'm hopeful the meta right now is kind of a struggle just because mainly it's 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 really honed in on two sets and it's if you're wearing those two sets you're having a good time if you're not wearing those two sets you're really kind of having uh, a rough time but they are they are showing signs that they're working to uh correct that it's not surprising that they're losing a lot of players and and we can tell you firsthand a lot of people that like you're guaranteed to see playing bgs all day every day it's like the only thing they do they must not even have jobs you know uh and we're not seeing those people (laughs) lately we've talked about that you know we're just not seeing the usual names that we see when we do bgs they're just um it's been Kind of nice for the people that are left because uh, it's a lot of really good players that are kind of dropping out. <laughs> it's it's made B- BGs a little easier of late. They've not been as sweaty here lately, but um, but but I mean we say that, but at the same time they they're still a struggle because it's of the current meta that we're talking about. But some things are are going to be happening. We're going to be getting into some stuff. Uh, they are addressing the meta. Uh, I think things might be looking better. There's still some things that I'm a little iffy about like i don't know how it's going to play out but they are at least trying to address the things that are frustrating about the current meta so i'm really happy about that uh one of those things and this is this is already on the live server this went um through with the the maintenance patch yesterday even though it wasn't in the notes this is like a a a stealth change here um but the main set that is like public enemy number one for the current meta is uh rothgar's chill Uh, And they nerfed it. They straight up nerfed it. So instead of dealing 26% of an enemy's um, total combined resistance as frost damage, it's now 13%. Um, But it now, when the damage now ignores resistance. 
So it still can be a fairly good amount of damage. I haven't, this change just happened yesterday and I haven't really experienced it yet, but um, the consensus seems to be that it's definitely a nerf. It's definitely weaker yeah. than it was before. How strange is it that this isn't mentioned anywhere, and this is probably the biggest news of the entire live changes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's an oversight or if it's intentional. It seems like, yeah, that would be something they would want to draw attention to since so many people are complaining about this. They would want to be like, okay, here, we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but no mention whatsoever. Um, and like... There's changes coming with Dark Convergence, which is the other really annoying set that people are, are sick and tired of. Um, but that change isn't coming until the next patch, you know? So it's surprising that they st they sneak attack, you know, slid this nerf in right now, uh, but Dark Convergence is waiting till next patch. It's kind of odd. Yeah. The thing about it ignoring resistance, the thing is, uh, right now it's kind of bugged and it sometimes ignores resistance anyway. Uh, so, like... <laughs> Like, you know, I told you the other day I got that 24K uh, hit from Hrothgar's Chill. I'm pretty sure it's because it, it had yeah. that bug and it was ignoring my resistance. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's going to be a little bit uh, easier to deal with. And hopefully it'll just be a little less present. Anytime things are nerfed, people just use it less. So not only will it not hit as hard, it will be, it'll be less annoying, but also it'll just be less present as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's everything from the maintenance patch, right? I think so. That's. I mean, like you said, though, that's a that was a pretty big uh, maintenance patch compared to the usual maintenance patches. Um, yeah, which I, I take that as a good sign. Kind of like what we're saying. BGs aren't really great right now. That's just kind of the truth of the matter. But I'm extremely confident that they're going to get us back to where we were, you know, in the last um, meta where we, you know, we talk about how great combat was. I, I, I'm, you know, we kind of are in this rough patch, but. They're making changes. They're sending out communication. It makes me pretty confident that we're going to get back to a good place. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. So let's get into this public test server talk. So this is going to be the bulk of this uh, conversation here. This is public test server version 7.2.0. It's called The Deadlands. Um, I tried logging into PTS to just to check out the zone and get a feel for it, but uh, it was offline all day yesterday and even this morning they were still trying to get it to work I guess and I don't think they quite succeeded because after work today I logged in and I was able to log in but anytime I tried to open any menu I got all kinds of error messages <laughs> error messages and I don't have I don't have any add-ons on my PTS install so uh, it was just the game doing that uh, so I was like all right we'll just try that again tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait a little bit that's fine so it's um it's basically a typical Q4 DLC. It's uh, mostly focused on a zone and a story, and it's really just kind of all about that. Um, the zone is called The Deadlands. I kind of uh, am thinking of this, I think a good comparison is probably going to be Southern Elsewhere as kind of the, the Q4 DLC that I think this is, it's going to be kind of a similar uh, scope and size to that, I think. Um, so in the zone, you'll get the, the usual, you know, you'll have the story quests and all the side quests. Uh, there are some delves, world bosses. Um, they don't mention any uh, public dungeons, so I don't think there are any of those. And I don't think there are any in um, Southern Elsewhere either. I'd have to go yeah, back and double I check. I, I'm almost positive there wasn't either. I think you're correct on that. Yeah. Um, they have these what they call wandering executioner bosses, and the way they describe it, 
I think they're going to kind of work like dragons uh, in elsewhere and southern elsewhere, where they they roam around the the whole map and you know they pick cool. a location. <laughs> yeah, know. it sounds pretty cool. They say it's kind of like dragons. It's going to take a you know a multiple players to take them on. You're not going to be able to solo it. Um, so that's kind of the big world event happening there. Um, in the story, the final confrontation will be with the big bad Mayrunes Dagon. Uh, I imagine that's going to be quite a spectacle. Um, um, so that'll be cool just to, to look forward to that. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I'm told. He's big, literal, you know, and figuratively. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's been, a, it's been a good quest. Uh, it's been a good quest chain so far, I feel like. They've done a good job with this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And and the Q4 DLC, to me, it always seems like they step up the storytelling and, yeah. and the writing and all that stuff in the Q4. Because it's kind of all about that. They're not really occupied with putting a trial together and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's, a, of course, going to be some new sets. There's going to be new cosmetics, titles, furnishings, all that usual stuff. Um the reason I'm making the Southern Elsewhere comparison is because, uh, like Southern Elsewhere, there is no uh, arena or trial or anything like that. It's just the zone, the story, and the, and the typical stuff that you get in a zone. Um, I'm okay with that as long as the content that we're getting justifies that, you know? And that's why, like, I think in, with Southern Elsewhere, that was the case. That's one of my favorite DLCs that we've gotten, even though there, there wasn't uh, an arena or anything like that. But... It's like all that effort that would have been put into an arena was put into just designing that zone and crafting that story. And I think that's some of the best environmental storytelling, some of the most clever uh, quest lines that I've seen in the game. The zone is gorgeous just to walk around. I still go there all the time just to just to see the sights. I don't think the Deadlands are going to be quite as gorgeous as Southern <laughs> Elsewhere. I'm not getting yeah, that vibe. <laughs> sure, it's going to be a different vibe, but if it's that level of detail, yeah, and if I'm yeah, getting, yeah, you know, if I'm, if I'm if I'm if I'm impressed on that level from a design perspective, then I, I can be totally fine without having that those extra uh, things like that. Yeah. Well, how long ago did they switch to this kind of yearly, um, the, you know, the year of plan? The, the dragons. It was yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, started with elsewhere and dragon. I mean, I think that they, since they've kind of done this, it's it's been really nice. They they have a good level of content in the year, and I think that's kind of what also allows them to allow for this kind of Q4 to be very, you know, lore-focused, quest-focused, because they've already come out with a lot of stuff throughout the year, and so it kind of lets them have this focus on a zone that's maybe about questing and things like that, and like you said, these, these final details. It seems like they're, uh, the pattern is every other year. Um, every other year, the Q4 DLC will have an arena or something like that. Like last year, we got Vatishran, I'm pretty sure, uh, in Q4. Um, but then the year before that was Southern Elsewhere. We didn't have anything. Um, so I think that's going to be the kind of the developing pattern. Probably next year, Q- Q4 will, ha- will have something extra like that. There's some new sets with this DLC. Um, I'll be honest, none of them are amazing. I'm not really excited about any of them. And since we're going to be here for a while talking about a lot of uh, interesting, exciting stuff, I think we're going to just pick, Davius, you and I, we're just going to pick one each that we want to talk about. uh, And then we'll just let listeners go look up the rest. They're honestly not that exciting. Um, I'll let you go first. What's the set that you want to talk about? Before we get into, before I start talking about the set, I feel like that we just have to talk about how crazy it is that the last the last new sets that they came out with are so overpowering in the game right now that they're still getting more attention 
in the new patch than the brand new sets. Yeah. How crazy yeah, totally. is that? I mean, I honestly can't think of a patch where that was the case, where the previous new sets completely have just overpowered the news for the the brand new sets. That's true. You look you look on the forums and stuff and the conversations that are being had, nobody's talking about any of these new yeah, sets. Nobody's but talking about these. But they are still talking about last patch's sets for sure. It's pretty wild. I thought that was pretty wild. I don't know if I've seen that before. Um, but the set the set that I uh, kind of picked out that I want to talk about is called Eye of the Grasp. It's a light armor set. Two-piece is Max Magicka, three-piece weapon and spell damage, four-piece critical chance, Uh, and the five-piece is when you deal critical damage, you generate seven ultimate, Uh, and this effect can occur every five seconds. Um... You know, you it's know, ultimate set. So that's a that's a that's a Davius set. I love me a good ulti gen set. You know it. Uh, so it's not surprising I picked this one. Have I you done the math? Does it stack up to other ulti gen sets? Yeah. So there's a couple interesting things about this set. I I don't know if I'll if I'll actually find a use for it on character, but it's it's definitely a possibility. Uh, one interesting thing about this set is that it's uh, a light armor ulti gen set, and that's pretty rare for the existing ulti gen sets in the game right now. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's not a lot of light of armor options. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. I think that really kind of makes me think mag DK. Um, you know, maybe this is mm-hmm. a, something that could work on a mag DK pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then really kind of what you were just saying, like comparison, I think secondly, it's pretty good uh, ulti gen from a set. Uh, you know, the, the biggest one that I compare it to is werewolf hide. Uh, werewolf hide is when you take damage uh, you generate uh, six ultimate every five seconds. Uh, whereas this one, when you're dealing critical damage, you're getting seven ultimate every five seconds. So it's actually uh, yeah. you know, has a potential to be more ulti gen than werewolf hide. And then werewolf hide was just uh, buffed uh, not too long ago. Uh, so I think, I think there, there it could be some pretty good ulti gen. I like the proc condition for this better. I like being able to proc it from dealing damage rather than taking yep. damage. I always prefer that. Well, like and I'm going to go, control. I'll, I'll go right back to uh, mag DK because, you know, you throw on a mag DK, you throw dots around in five seconds, you're going to be able to do a crit uh, yeah. with the dots that a mag DK has. So seven ultimate every five seconds is, is pretty good. So that seems decent. You're not sure if you're actually going to equip it or not, or I think if I if I do find a use for it, I think it's going to be on my Mag DK that I'm leveling up right now. Um, oh, are I, you actually actively leveling that character? I'm up? Act, actively leveling. Uh, I'm a level. I think I'm a level 15. Uh, okay. So it's, you know, it's very early in the process, but I got the look figured out. You got that Heartland Conqueror with the training trait and everything like that? I don't have that set up yet, but okay. I'll probably I'll probably wait to get that set up to about level 20. But I've got the look figured out for the character, the Bald Skull. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot about that name. Good name. Good name. Um, but uh, it's it's going to happen. Once I get the look figured out and really feel good about it, then, you know, the leveling's the easy part. I like leveling a new character. I'm like... Uh, I have all the characters that I will ever need now, and so I don't really have a reason to level one up in, unless I just do it for funsies. And I, it's been a long time since I've <clears> leveled <throat> up a whole uh, new character. Well, that's the thing. We've <laughs> talked about this before. I don't have to level a whole new character. No. If I decide I want to do a werewolf, I can just slap it on any one of my stamina characters. Uh, you that's know, true. no problem. That's true. Um, you need them to come out with a new class. That's what you need. We need a new class or, yeah, or a new race or something like that that'll compel me to do it. Yeah, you're right. 
my pick of the set that I want to talk about out of these new sets is uh, Kin Marcher's Cruelty, which is a heavy armor set. Uh, it gives you a line of max health, stamina recovery, and armor. Uh, and then the five piece. This one's great. I mean, it's it's great in a humor kind of Just way. Just a completely silly way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you deal direct damage, you apply one of five random major debuffs to enemies within eight meters for 18 seconds, and that can happen every eight seconds. So you can have multiple debuffs active at a time. And it only happens, it only procs if an enemy is within range. Um, the eligible debuffs that it can randomly choose between uh, are Major Breach, Major Cowardice, Major Defile, Major Maim, and Major Vulnerability. So it's a it's Daedric Trickery's cousin, right? It, it's like the it's like the negative Daedric Trickery. Uh, Our old um, friend of the show, Icy, if you're listening, surely you're going to be using this set, right? With Daedric um, Trickery, right? The, yeah, you, you got both running at the same time. <laughs> the the only player I've ever seen equip Daedric Trickery and sing its praises, no less. <laughs> uh, I, surely he's going to be combining these two sets and. What he what he always said he liked Daedric Trickery because it's like those moments when you would just just out of luck you would get the buff that you need at the right time uh, or sometimes it'll give you the buff that maybe you don't think you need but you're able to figure out a way to take advantage of it anyway it just makes for these interesting gameplay moments um, so that could be cool I could see like both of those combined just amplifies that type of gameplay even more. Yeah, I'll be honest. If if I have a teammate that's wearing this, I'm not going to complain. I would love to have some of these debuffs on people I'm going against. Dude, you know what? I wonder if this should be my Magcrow's front bar set. I've been looking for a front bar oh. set for my Magcrow, and she's all about debuffs, you know. Look at this. That's true. This is the perfect debuff set for her. Hmm. I just thought of that right here on the podcast. Uh, this is this is a live scrolling moment brought to you by. <laughs> so now it is a heavy set. Hmm. That's hey, a... heavy's not bad on a macro. It's not bad. Um, I mean, it's actually great, but I just don't like heavy builds. You but could, uh, maybe you could run your uh, weapon jewelry from weapons. our weapon jewelry. It's a um, it's an overland drop set, so I'll be able to just get jewelry and weapons probably pretty easily. Max health. That stamina recovery isn't the most useful stat to have. But the health and the armor are pretty good. I'll think about that. That's a that's a good possibility yeah, there. Stamina recovery is never terrible on a Magicka character. So that's two of the new sets. There are four others. They're boring. Don't don't bother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone will prove me wrong, but I, they don't seem great. I, I hope we're proven wrong. I, I want to say that. I hope we're proven wrong. Uh, I wish these new sets had a little bit more of the limelight right now. Yeah, me too. But they can't all be bangers. That's true. That's true. So that's basically what you what you're getting for your money is the Three zone sets. and all the stuff that's in the zone and those sets kind of, but even those sets, if if you don't have ESO plus and if you're not buying the DLC, you still have access to these sets. You can buy them from guild traders, you can ask someone to craft the crafted sets for you. You still have access to the sets even if you don't have the DLC. So really all you're missing out on, if you don't buy it, is just the zone and the content found therein. That's it. You know, there's not a trial. There's not an arena. Um, so if you don't really care about the story and getting any of the cosmetics and any of that stuff, and if you don't have ESO Plus, I would I would say don't bother buying it because the, the, by far the coolest part of this update is going to be in the base game that everybody's yeah, going to have access to. For sure. 
I'd be interested to see what their numbers are at this point of how many, you know, when they come out with a new uh, DLC like this, how many players have just switched to ESO Plus compared to players that are buying individual DLCs? Uh, and I wonder if that's playing a part in this. Yeah, I'm not sure. My hunch is that the majority of lo- like people logged into the game are not subscribers and they maybe just pick really? and choose the DLCs that they want. I, I really don't know. I just I, that's just kind of what I feel. I'm on the I other feel. side of that. I think the majority of of um regular players are ESO plus members. I don't know. That's just my hunch. I, I have no data. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your data? So, like I was saying, the the coolest stuff that's happening isn't even part of the paid content. Uh, there's a lot of really awesome quality of life stuff being added to the base game. Uh, notably, the, th- the kind of the big thing that they're kind of advertising is this new armory system. Uh, and this thing is basically Zoss's version, uh, Zoss's version of the dressing room add-on. Uh, it's not exactly the same, but it's it's a similar sort of function. So. Uh, if you're not familiar with that add-on, uh, what it does is, is it allows you to save multiple different builds, uh, and then you can just click one button to to load that loadout. So you don't have to equip each individual piece and go slot each individual skill and all that. It just does it all at once. Um, so that's what Dressing Room does. This armory system is quite a bit more robust than that because uh, it'll also save your attributes, your morphs, like your skill morphs. Uh, your champion points. It will um, remove and reapply vampirism and werewolf depending on how you have your build saved. So you have one version of your build saved with vampirism, another version without vampirism. It'll just give it to you and take it away as you switch back and forth. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, It's pretty next level when it comes to uh, saving builds. Yeah, and like quick respecs, basically. Like once you have your build saved, then you can you can go back to that build anytime and respec all those morphs, attribute points, all of that, uh, and it's no cost. So this is free to everyone. You don't have to buy the DLC. You don't have to buy anything to have access to it. You have to get a... Um, it's like a station that you visit, uh, and you get that from the Crown Store, but it's a free item that you get from the Crown Store. Um, so that is one of the caveats, uh, one of the, maybe the negatives uh, to this is that it's a physical like station that you have to visit. And I think you, you put it in your house and then you go to your house and visit uh, that station and that's where you can do your respec. Um, unlike dressing room that you can just, you can bring that up anywhere, anytime. Um, you, there is going to be a new assistant that you can interact with that will give you the same um, functionality. So you can summon that assistant wherever assistants are allowed. Um, but that's, you know, those assistants are of course pretty expensive. So, um, that's a, that's a, can be an issue for some people. Uh, and then another big caveat, the thing that turns me off the most about it is you only get two loadouts per character for free. Uh, and then you have to purchase any additional loadouts beyond that. And that's the thing that's going to make me probably keep dressing room installed because the, the way I use that add on and what I use it for, uh, two loadouts isn't going to be nearly enough because for me, most of my characters, they don't have multiple builds. They just have one build. And what I use dressing room for is when I'm trying to figure out what I want my build to be, I'll have like four or five, maybe six different versions of the build, you know, with slight variations in each one Then I'm kind of comparing and contrasting each one to try to figure out which version I'm going to end up going with in the end. Um, 
So I need a bunch of slots until I figure out what my build is, and then I just need one slot after that. So I'll probably keep dressing room for that that functionality. I'm not sure how much I'm going to end up using this armory system myself. Davius, I bet you're going to use it a lot, though, for your main. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of... Um on the other side of this is that I probably actually will drop dressing room. Um, the main, you know, like you said, you do a lot of testing with different types of builds. The main uh, area that I use dressing room for is mainly, you know, once I have my PVP set up, I kind of lock that in and then I save that as a dressing room piece. And then, you know, I have a PVE side with all my characters. So when I'm running PVP to PVE and then I just swap that way, and so uh, this is kind of perfect for that. You know, with the two loadouts, it kind of lets me do PvP, PvE. Um, and so I can kind of lock both in. And I'm really excited about being able to uh, change the CP around and change the morphs around um, based on those two loadouts. And so I actually probably will drop Dressing Room and uh, utilize this uh, as my main um, source for, for switching between builds. I'm actually really excited about this. It's a really cool thing. I know console players, obviously, you know, they don't oh, have dressing room or anything like that. So, yeah, this is definitely better than what they currently have, which is nothing. So uh, I, I always like that when console players kind of get a little taste of what it's like to, <laughs> to, to have add-ons. <laughs> um, so good for those guys. This is the thing that I'm most excited about. And probably I think that's true for a lot of people. This new... Uh, curated item set drops situation. So the the big grind is over, ladies and gentlemen. No more endless grinds. Never knowing if you're if you're going to get it or not. Uh, the burning spell weave inferno staff. You're going to be able to run out and go get it, and it's not going to be that long. Like you're guaranteed going to get going to be able to get it within a finite amount of time. So what this is. I'll just read their exact words. Um, Bosses and reward chests from arenas and incursions will now preferentially drop set items that have not yet been unlocked in your item set collections. So basically when you do a boss fight in a dungeon or an arena or a trial or anything like that, um, the rewards, the, the set drops that you get from that, it will only give you items that you have not yet collected. Um, and then when you have everything collected, then it reverts back to just giving you random drops every time you do that fight again from that point forward. But until then, you will only get items that you haven't collected yet. So you can guarantee, you can kind of do the math and figure out, okay, worst case scenario, I'm going to have to do this many runs to get the item that I want. Oh, man, just crazy. It's just insane to think about. Think, think of this has been around, <laughs> Davius, like, oh, how long ago boy. were you doing those Maelstrom runs? When was that? Like, uh, I could have used this for sure. Gosh, what was it? 58 Maelstrom runs? 58? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. boy. This yeah. definitely would have helped you out there. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, despite that, I mean, I have the worst RNG when it comes to get these drops. I mean, all my problems are solved. I I think it was a couple episodes, episodes, boy, I don't know what the word I just said there was, <laughs> a couple episodes ago that you declared this the Summer of Davius. Little did uh-huh. we know, the Summer <laughs> of Davius, it's arrived. All my problems with RNG have now been solved. There's no yeah. excuses now. Yeah, like now your RNG can only be so bad. Yeah. You know. I mean, I can still be on that, but that the, that the worst there is not too bad. So much better yeah. than my regular RNG. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, like um, I think the burning spellweave Inferno staff is a, a famously elusive staff. It's like I think maybe three people in the history of this game have <laughs> of one. The whole game. Uh, I swear, I've like. Uh. 
I do I do City of Ash. I've done City of Ash literally hundreds of times trying to get that thing. Like as long as I've known about that set, I've I've been trying to get that staff. Um I've gotten so many Burning Spellweave uh restoration staffs. I have a ton of those. Uh, but I've never gotten any kind of Destro staff, not even a Frost staff. <laughs> nothing, um, just nothing. But I get that Resto staff every time, it seems. So now I won't be getting that Resto staff ever again until I've collected every single piece of Burning Spell Weave, and then I might get it again after that. Um, and I haven't looked at my collection, but I know I have most of those pieces collected, so it shouldn't be very many runs before I can get that staff guaranteed. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be pumped about that. Finally get that on my mag DK after all these years, <laughs> all of this time. Uh, I mean, the hot one right now is the, the Medusa Inferno staff. That's the one that all the PVE people want right now. You're yep. going to be able to get it pretty easily now. Um, so it's just a whole new ball game. A big one for me is the uh, uh, and Destro Lightning Staff. I've wanted uh, one of those. I used the and Destro on my uh, Magpar, and I haven't been able to get a Lightning Staff, which, you know, Lightning Staffs are, you know, preferred for, for Templars. Yeah, and you've done a fair number of runs on that as well, haven't oh, you? Oh, yeah. I'm pro- that, that was probably only in the, like, you know, 20s or 30s. <laughs> uh, I am... I'm, insanely excited about this uh and 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 to everybody don't grind anything if you're grinding something right now just stop just wait stop for this to go stop all grinding once this launches resume grinding yeah so um overland chests and mobs and random like containers and stuff like that those are still going to be totally random um so those will not be following these rules but basically everything else like dolomans world bosses all that kind of stuff um, you'll only get pieces that you haven't collected yet. This is probably the biggest quality of life update since transmuting was introduced, I would say. Do you think it's bigger than transmuting? That's what I've been wondering. Like, Maybe so. Those two combined are actually a, an amazing duo. <laughs> I mean, you, all of us old ESO players are going to think back to the days before this and before transmute, transmuting and before, I mean... Yeah, like before transmuting, it's hard to even like imagine those times, you know, it's like what a dark time that was. And yeah, we'll probably reflect on this now as that same thing before the curated item set uh, system. 58 Maelstrom runs existed. (laughs) Yeah, like remember back in the back in the Stone Age when we were just having to do run after run after run and not knowing if we'll ever get it. Maybe not ever happen. Oh, gosh. Um, Pretty darn cool. This is way better than like what's often people have... uh, I've requested is like a token system that you could use to kind of yeah. trade for for items, but I think this is way better than that. Way this better is cool. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kudos to that. That's two really great. Uh, the armory system, especially for console players, and this curated set drops. Those two things right there, I think, are are worth the update. And like I said, you're not even you don't even have to, have to buy that. That just comes with the update. Yeah. Mister Moon says, "Pretty bold move of Zoss to say, hey, don't play our game so hard. Just chill." <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what the the motivation is there for that. Like, clearly, um, their motivation is this is an apology to me for my Maelstrom experience. That's clearly what this is. They're listeners of the cast. This is their this is their apology, and I accept it. I yeah. accept the apology. They they're they're listening, and they're they're sorry, <laughs> Davius. And they're sorry. They're they're very sorry. Some new mythics being added to the game. Um, some of them are pretty interesting. This first one's a really interesting idea. I'm thinking it maybe needs a little bit of a power bump, though. So it's called the Markin Ring of Majesty, another ring. 
you gain 100 weapon and spell damage and 1157 armor for each three set bonus that you're wearing. Now that's a weird one. So it is weird. Any three piece, any three piece set that you have equipped gives you a stack of this thing, uh, and a five piece set counts as well. Like the three pieces of the five piece set also count. Um, basically, you can have a max of three three piece sets uh, equipped. Like you can have two three piece sets and one five piece set. Um, so that'd be three stacks, um, which gives you three hundred weapon and spell damage plus thirty four seventy one armor. So it's kind of like um, having Julianos and Hunting's Rage and Fortified Brass active at the same time. I don't know, yeah. Davis. How are you feeling about this? This seems like for the I'm having to make a lot of sacrifices in order to make a build like this. Like I'm I'm putting these three three piece sets together. So what sets am I not wearing in order to yeah. put that together? And then this is all it's giving me is basically Julianos and Fortified Brass. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. Is that three piece sets? Uh, are kind of filler sets you know really usually you know trainee is probably the best one but usually you're never wearing full trainee uh you know the five piece set you know you'll have your five piece set but to really try to get the full capability out of this thing you're going to be kind of making a sacrifice on the build that what is going to be maybe giving you an extra hundred weapon damage to get that you know third three piece set in there i just yeah. I agree with you. For for a mythic item, it just doesn't seem really powerful. Um, yeah, and you have to think like it's it's a mythic item, which means itself is a sacrifice. That means you can't wear yeah. Malakath, you can't wear any exactly. of the other great mythics, you know. So it really has to justify itself. And I don't think this is offering enough reward for the for the type of build that it's asking you to put together. Um, I think that I think that damage should be more like 150 per stack instead of 100. That way, if you have three stacks, that's 450 damage, which is fairly respectable. I have a little bit of of a different stranger take on this. I All wish right. I think it would be really cool if it was for every two pieces of set. Okay. So then you're getting a bonus. You get like an arena weapon. Uh, you know, you get your monster set, and I think it would be cool to try, if this ring would somehow try to convince players to just grab two pieces of a set uh, and then the trade-off would be kind of you're giving up a five-piece set bonus uh just to to try to ramp this thing up i think that would be cool that would be really interesting like two trainee two endurance two yeah. agility like you're, just, like, you're just going two and just maxing out two pieces to try to really ramp this thing up but that at least allows you to still do an arena weapon and you know a monster set so you still have some some good uh, anchors to your build. Uh, I think that would be cool. And then you could just leave the numbers the same. That would be cool. I actually really do like that idea. We'll see how that goes. Otherwise, I really don't see a lot of people using this. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the other, uh, or the second mythic item here is called Belharz's Band. <laughs> uh, weird word. This one increases the damage of your light attacks by 1185. Just stop there. That's all we need to know. <laughs> There's so much to this thing. <laughs> There's a lot to this thing. It increases the damage of your light attacks by 1185. Then when you deal damage with consecutive melee light attacks, you gain a stack of Belharz's temper for 10 seconds, up to five stacks max. And then when you perform a fully charged heavy attack, you consume the stacks and deal physical damage per stack 
uh, in a straight line after a one second delay. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. If you had all five stacks, then it also will stun whoever that it hits. And then it has a four second cooldown. Why is all of that even needed after the increasing the damage of your light attacks? Yeah. <laughs> like, why that's do we even, it's like, what is all the need for all that rest of that? Yeah, honestly, that's the only thing most people seem interested in is just the fact that it buffs all of your light attacks by 1185 unconditionally. Uh, that seems to be the, the thing that's most enti enticing as far as what I see people talking about this. That's that's their thing. Um, I don't like this one at all. I mean, the light attack is pretty nice, I guess. Uh, it's cool that it buffs those, but as far as actually proccing it and all of that, the, the consecutive melee light attack, so you have to be in melee range, consecutive means you can't be weaving it with other abilities you just have to do light attack light attack light attack light attack light attack <laughs> like in a row yeah. uh to to get these stacks i don't want to be doing that um and then when you consume those stacks it has to be a fully charged if the full animation uh heavy attack it can't be a partial heavy uh then it only goes in a straight line it has a one second delay it's going to be super easy to counter yeah. uh, like it's just like Thing after much. thing after thing. It's like, well, that's a negative thing. That's a negative thing. That's a negative thing. I'm not going to use this item. Isn't there already a, like a, a five-piece set or maybe a monster set that increases the damage of your light attacks? Isn't there already one of those out there? Yeah, there's there's a few of those out there, I'm pretty sure. I do see some interest. I mean, forget the rest of it. Like we said, I, after the light attacks, I just like stop. My brain just turns off. But... <laughs> Uh, I, I could maybe see something where you do this with maybe one of those light attack buff sets on like a werewolf. And so your light attacks are just hitting like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and maybe there's something there and that could maybe be pretty cool. But that's kind of really the only or maybe on a. a the thing uh, is, like, you would think of this being used for like, OK, there's a lot of heavy attack builds out there, but you gain these stacks from melee light attacks. You know, so those heavy attack lightning staff builds aren't going to work for this. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying I, I only think that like a werewolf type build is going to work for this. You know, usually when you think what, like what you're saying is a, as a like a magsorg type build uh, is one that you know you would think maybe with this, but that's not going to work with this. Yeah. Um, this third one, you're actually pretty interested in this one. This oh, is actually. Yeah. This is hilarious. Uh, we're going to call this one the teabag uh, mythic <laughs> item uh, because you basically you literally have to do a teabag in order to activate it. Not even kidding. Like it had to have been the devs had to have been like trying as a joke somebody. to slip this pass upper management and they actually did it without anyone noticing. I swear. Activating crouch toggles on and off a 12 meter aura of pride. Uh, up to six allies in the aura gain 260 weapon and spell damage, but you reduce your own weapon and spell damage by 130 for each group member that's benefiting from the aura. And the devs clarify, only crouching down <laughs> does the toggle, right? So, like, you crouch down and it toggles this thing on, and then you stand back up, it stays on. And then you crouch down again to turn it off and then stand back up. Full so, teabag. None of this half teabag stuff. A yeah, full you literally teabag requirement. You literally have to do a full teabag. That's how you activate it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty. Had to have been intentional. Like they, they definitely said the words teabag when talking about this oh, mythic yes. item. No, no uh, question. Yeah. This is my favorite of the mythic items. This will 
for sure go on my Davius Magplar build, the one where he's buffing the group damage and as oh, a yeah. healer support. Uh, I'm actually really happy that I haven't, you know, if, we, if you've listened to past episodes, I've been uh, uh, hesitating or, or putting off grinding the Magma Incarnate uh, monster set because that's like the final piece I've been getting for him. This is, I don't even need to do it anymore. I'm just going to get this. Uh, I also love the idea that, that my that da- my Davius build, a, a Magplar healer that deals zero damage, uh, also has like the blind bandana on his look. So he's a blind healer that deals no damage. Is gonna run around teabagging people in the battle. <laughs> That's just the perfect cherry on top for that character. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But it's not like you're gonna to have to be crouching all the time, right? Like we were no, talking about no, this before it's... when we were reading through these notes. Like if you're in a BG, you can just do a quick teabag before the the match even yeah. starts, and as long as you don't crouch again, it stays on the whole time. It's just permanent. Yeah, that's kind of the silly thing to this is that it's a great. It's a really great way to activate an aura because it's pretty much you activate it once and it's going to be permanent. Like yeah, I you're not going to crouch again. Character. Yeah, like we never <laughs> in BGs we never go into stealth or anything like no. that. Um, so it's it's so funny because they may as well just have made it active permanent. at all times. Yeah, yeah, with like no prop condition whatsoever. Like for for how easy that is to do, it's it's pretty darn hilarious. And you don't even have to go into stealth; you just have to crouch. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Set. I'm gonna use that one. That one's going on day one. Anyway, so those are the new mythic items. Um probably that Spalder of Ruin is the best one out of all three of them, I would say. Yeah, I actually I think that's actually I don't think I'll be the only one using that. That's a pretty great uh buff. Uh and really PvP and PvE purposes, probably. I mean I don't know PvE that well, but it's good that it's strong. It needs to be strong because it's a shoulder piece, which means you can't use monster sets with it. Um, yep. So I think anything, any mythic that's a headpiece or a shoulder piece should have like a little extra potency versus other mythics. So there's some combat and ability changes. Uh, like with most of this stuff, I'm going to skip some things and only kind of talk about the more interesting stuff. Uh, first of all, critical damage is being capped. Uh, and they gave us a heads up that this is going to be happening. The cap is 125%. Uh, and a dev comment basically amounts to uh, this is mainly a PvE-focused change, they say. Uh, and I don't think it's really going to affect PvP all that much, if at all. I don't think very yeah. many builds, or maybe any builds, are reaching 125% crit damage and healing. Um, I would think not. Yeah, so I doubt that affects PV, uh, PvP whatsoever. Um, I think PvE, that's actually going to affect things quite a bit. I think different people have different opinions about that. I mean, I know a lot of people's builds are going to have to change around and stuff. I think it's a healthy change for PvE because up to this point, it has been crit or GTFO. Yeah, it kind of forces some diversity in PvE, I think, which yeah. is probably what's needed based on... Uh, you know, we don't really focus a lot of PvE, but I think we both n- well know that it's, like you said, it's crit or you're not welcome. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Like I said, PvP is our main focus, and I doubt PvP yeah, I even notices that change at all. No, I don't think that's going to even show up at all. So Dragon Knights are getting quite a bit of attention. Um so there's a few things here. Uh, I think most of it's pretty good. Uh, the combustion passive uh, now increases the resources granted by 1,000 instead of 500. So um, when you apply the 
Poison status effect, you get 1,000 stamina. Burning status effect, you get 1,000 magicka. That's a pretty big buff. That's a major yeah. source of sustain for Dragon Knights. That's a that's a huge sustain buff. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that one. Mm-hmm. And there's other things related to that that we'll get into a little bit later uh, that makes that a really big deal. Um, the Inferno ability, that's the one that the morphs are cauterized and Flames of Oblivion. Um now the base ability grants both major crit buffs, both the stamina and magic aversion. So whatever morph you use, whatever, um, it's going to work on, on either magic or stamina builds. Uh, that's a minor thing, but that's, that's handy. Uh, this one's a pretty big one, the Lava Whip ability, the, the Dragon Knight's main spammable, their most iconic ability probably. Um, it now scales with your highest offensive stats. So uh, a stamina Dragon Knight can get the... The full value out of it. Um, they say in the notes, they say, May this finally end the fiery and age-old debate over getting a stamina whip. And I'm just going to say that's a laughable statement. And you can look all over the forums, everyone just mocking that statement. Because <laughs> this is not a stamina whip. It still costs magicka. And, yeah. it, and it deals a magicka damage type as well. You know, like it's nice that it scales with stamina. And, and now more stamina builds are going to be able to make use of it, and it'll probably find its way on some bars. But I don't think any stamina Dragonites, or very few stamina Dragonites, are going to want to be spamming a Magicka ability. They're not going to be using this as a spammable. I mean, my stamina Dragonite has the Flappy Wings, a very expensive Magicka ability. Uh, Fossilize, a very expensive Magicka ability. Even the armor buff isn't super cheap. I mean, I use a lot of Magicka already. I'm not going to want my spammable to also cost magicka on my stamina dragonite. It's not a stamina whip. Silly statement. <laughs> take a breath. Take a breath. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. I think I even, I, I'll even open the limit. I got a little pre-emptively uh, excited with this. And then you kind of were like, well, wait a minute. It's still going to cost magicka. And I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> You're right. Like, you can't have a magicka costing spammable on a stamina character. Just That's not going to work. It's going to be tough. I mean, maybe a hybrid of some kind, but is, that's not really a stam DK. And to, to no. try to say, okay, finally stop debating about stamina whip, you know, no, this isn't a stamina whip. Uh, I think a lot of stam DKs are going to end up using the molten whip morph and just use it as a burst attack. That's what yeah. I think we're going to see. Um, some already do do that, and it's already effective for that. But now that it, stam DKs are particularly capable of stacking a lot of weapon damage, and now that this will actually scale off of that, a, a full triple stack molten whip from a stam DK is actually going to hit very, very hard. So I, I think that morph will get used a lot. But let's not call it a stamina whip. That's not what it is. <laughs> no, it's it's more of just a heavy burst attack to add to your combo now. Yeah. Um. The Flame Lash Morph, um, the Power Lash proc. If you've ever used that um, that ability, most people use Molten Whip these days. Uh, but Flame Lash, whenever you uh, target someone who is immobilized or off balance, it turns into Power Lash. Uh, and what that does is uh, Power Lash will give you a big burst heal over two seconds, and then it also deals additional damage. It's not as much damage as Molten Whip, but it's like a little extra, little extra burst of damage on that whip. So now instead of um, healing over two seconds, it's an instant heal, but it's, it heals for 43% less. I think that's a good thing, honestly, just getting a nice instant uh, burst heal off of that, uh, especially considering that it no longer has a three-second cooldown to proc that power lash. 
Uh, and that used to be the case. The original version of this bill uh, of this uh, skill, uh, that power lash proc did not have a cooldown. So anytime you're targeting anyone who's off balance, you can get it every single time. Um, I think the off balance effect typically lasts seven seconds on players. So if you're using this morph and you're targeting someone who's off balance, then you have a full seven seconds where you're getting power lash every single solitary time. You're getting that big burst heal and that extra damage every single time. And the cool spinny animation. You know, yeah. you see Dragonites do that spin attack with their whip. That's the, It's the coolest animation in the game. Um, <laughs> so you could just do like five or six of those in a row. It'll be freaking awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty cool change going forward. Yeah, that's a cool thing. And the thing is, since they reworked Molten Whip, because like I said, Flame Lash used to be the only morph anyone uses. It was by far the best one. Uh, then they reworked Molten Whip, and now that's the one everyone uses because it's so much damage. Um, I think we're going to see a more even spread now. I think a lot of people are still going to use Molten Whip because it's still the one that does the most damage, but Flame Lash is a lot better now and a lot more enticing. And and especially if you're wanting to be a real kind of brawly Dragonite where you can really stay in the fight and keep getting health back uh, over and over and over again, that's going to be a really... Because that heal is really strong that you get from that Power Lash proc. Um, so that's cool. I'm glad to see that because I, I, I do miss seeing that morph out there and it's a really cool type of gameplay that's different from like a molten whip dk is almost kind of like a ganker i think of it as like you're really just trying to line up that burst attack and take out someone quickly whereas if uh if you're a dk using the flame lash morph you're probably set up a little bit differently you're probably set up for for more long drawn out fights you're going to wear someone down that classic like battle of attrition style mag dk of old the one the one where you you know you've lost the fight 30 seconds in. But yeah, lasts exactly. <laughs> you, you can see 30 seconds into the future like, oh, this is, I can't win this, but you can't yeah. escape. There's nothing. You just have to watch <laughs> it happen. I can do. Yep, I just exactly. have to watch it slowly happen. Exactly. That's that's the Dragonites I love, and you don't see a lot of them these days, but man, they're, Maybe they're monsters. Maybe they'll come back a bit. Maybe they'll yeah. come back a bit. My favorite 1VXers to watch are Mag DKs, because I know it's hard to do in a Mag DK, but it's so cool to watch. Like, there's all these moments where, like, ah, they're finally going to die. Oh, they didn't die. Okay, they're back. <laughs> they all found right. a way. Because they have all these things, like that Molten Whip heal, um, the Burning Embers, the, the Fire Claw ability, that also gives you a really big heal. And they just have these kind of little ways of getting things back. Of course, when they get their Leap, they get a bunch of resources back. It's like, it's always just like right at the last minute, they get that, that big heal or whatever that they need. Um, we've been talking about MagDK's a couple of episodes now. They're, I love MagDK, and actually I'm really excited about kind of getting in there and, and seeing what they can do now, especially with these sustain buffs. I, I mean, I've, I've mentioned on my StamDK, Lord of Nords, that sustain's been an issue, and that, that, that change is going to be huge sustain for him, I think. I mean, yeah. it's going uh, to be extremely beneficial for him without me having to really make any changes, so I'm really excited about that. That's cool. So it's good to see some love for um, for Dragon Knights. Some some things that I've seen players say on the forums and stuff is the the buffs that they're actually asking for. They actually want is an actual Stam Whip. That's the number one request. Like, no, the debate's not over. We still would like to have an actual <laughs> Stam Whip. Uh, we'd act, we'd like to have our good Flappy Wings back as well. They used to actually reflect projectiles. Yeah. Now they're. It's not a bad ability. I use them on my DK, but I wish they were better than they were. Um, so that that would be nice if the wings were better. Uh, and the inhale ability, that seems like a 
kind of a perfect opportunity to give DK's um, a delayed burst ability because that's it's kind of already what it what it is. It's an AOE delayed burst attack, but it's just really really weak. Um, but if they could juice up that damage a little bit and maybe rebalance it against some other things that's in their toolkit that could actually give them that de delayed like sub assault style combo uh, capability. Um, and that would that would take them up big time. That that, that would, would be actually awesome. be a huge huge uh, advantage for them, because yeah, you could that line that be... up with a molten whip, you know, and have just some serious burst. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, but right now, as it is, an inhale is just it's too weak to to use like that. So that's that's all the love for Dragonite. There's some other stuff that aren't that's not necessarily specific to Dragonite, but they're going to benefit from big time, and, and we'll get into that uh, a little bit. Uh, down the line here um nightblade the only one that i'm the only change that i'm going to mention here is twisting path it now uh the damage now scales with your highest offensive stats so if you're a stand blade uh wanting to use twisting path that's an option now i haven't really seen a lot of people clamoring for that but oh well we have it anyway there it is <laughs> um this one's going to kind of upset some people uh mist form is now a PvP only ability. It only mitigates damage from players, not PvE enemies. Now, I do want to note you still do get the CC immunity uh, in PvE, so that aspect of it still works. Uh, but the what is it like seventy-five percent damage mitigation? Um, that that only happens against players, not PvE enemies. You'll still take the full damage even though you're in misform from like bosses and stuff like that. Then the devs say basically players are using this ability to cheese boss fights and they don't intend for that to be possible and so they're just putting an end to it, saying knock now it off. Now players will only be able to continue cheese in PvP areas. <laughs> <laughs> cheese in PvP, go right ahead, knock yourself sure, out. Sure, go ahead, but uh, you can't you can't mess up our, our designed PvE. This one's a big deal and this one's going to kind of turn the, the meta and theory crafting on its head in a pretty big way. Item set hybridization. So now, as of this update, all offensive set bonuses will now give both Magicka and Stamina versions of those offensive stats. So that's uh, weapon and spell damage, crit, and penetration. So any set bonuses, and I, I haven't been able to look on the test server because it's just been too buggy for me to even look at anything. Like I said, anytime I bring up a menu, I would just get all these errors. So I couldn't actually see anything. Um, but I'm pretty sure that counts five piece bonuses too. So like Giuliano's gives you 300 spell damage. It'll give you 300 weapon and spell damage. I'm pretty sure. This one to me is, just, it just, it seems so big that it's like, I can't yeah. fully wrap my head around it yet. Like there's so many things that like, I, I really don't know if this is going to make a change for, uh, sets that I'm using on my characters. It's just, it seems huge and it seems like there's a potential for, a lot new options now but like i'm really gonna have to think this one over yeah it's a very logical next step from like the the armor passive rework that they uh did what, yeah. what was it last patch where uh basically all armor passives are hybrid stats now too um this is also something that i think they've had kind of in the can for a while because in the notes they state that uh they they've heard feedback about change fatigue and they don't players get frustrated when there's too many big changes all at once. Uh, they made it sound like they were ready to roll this thing out last patch, but they were just holding on to it because of that, yeah. that feedback. Uh, and now they're, they're rolling it out now. 
Um, so it's it's been in the plans uh, in the plans for a while. Uh, the dev comment basically amounts to this: this is all about their play how you want philosophy. They just want to give you more freedom uh, to make builds how you want. But I mean, think about now: like Julianos and Hunting's Rage are the same set now, uh, except you can combine them. You know, you could have you can have them both equipped and those are both uh crafted sets you know so you could craft them both in light armor or both in medium armor or whatever and that's going to be some like a really really nice spread of offensive stats yeah that actually will pair pretty well together it's crazy to think of those two sets on the same build but it'll it'll like it'll work out pretty well yeah yeah it's cool uh, also like you know spriggan and spinner those are basically identical sets now um, but anyway, that just makes for a whole new bunch of possibilities. And yeah, Davis, like you said, it's hard to even wrap your mind about like what the possibilities even are now or anything. So we're just going to have to kind of see where the theory crafting takes us, what kind of builds people start coming up with. And it, it'll probably take, uh, I don't know, a few months after the patch even goes live, I think before we even know what the full possibilities are, there'll be kind of the obvious builds coming right out of the gate. Um, but you know, I bet even several months later, we'll still be kind of finding new possibilities and stuff like that. Okay, here's another big thing. Get ready for this. This is this is a throwback to the the days of yore. Um, proc sets can crit again. So there was uh, a time when proc sets could crit, and um, that is not a time that is remembered fondly. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, let's just say. Back in the day when, like, um, what was it, Selene's and Viper Sting were the meta. Uh, those were the sets that everyone was using. They could crit. Nightblades would come out of stealth with their guaranteed crit and then um, burst you down in a in a heartbeat with these proc sets. This one, this one's got me concerned a bit. I I, I think that they made the uh, crit damage change, and they thought, okay, since we made that change, we can make procs proc sets. Uh, critican but in a pvp standpoint that is pretty terrifying because that that crit um cap doesn't really meet like we said it didn't really mean anything in pvp but this is going to mean a lot in pvp and i don't really think proc, proc sets need any help in pvp right now so this one's got me a little concerned Yes, this one has me very, very concerned. At the beginning of the episode, I was talking about how things are looking good in in um, in the future for BGs and stuff like that. I think we're on a good path, but there is one thing that is <laughs> concerning is me. This is it right here: giving crit back to Prox. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I mean, we'll we'll just have to see. Prox have kind of been nerfed uh, over the past couple of patches, but they're still very strong. Um, now, they do say item sets that scale in order of magnitude, uh, or if they're based on additional modifiers such as Reliquin or Zahn, those sets will not crit. Um, so I'm guessing these new sets that scale with like the number of players that they hit, like um, like Plague Break and Dark Convergence, I don't think those are going to crit either. Like anything that has any kind of scaling effect uh, or anything like that, not going to give crit to those. It's just going to be sets that just deal like a regular dot damage or regular burst damage, and, and that's it. They do say many sets have received power adjustments to sort of compensate for that, and the the full list the full list of sets that have been adjusted are in the patch notes. I read through them; they're pretty minor adjustments, honestly. It's like three five percent here and there, um, so it's really not gonna 
be a big uh, a factor there. The, the crit's still going to be a problem, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dev comment, basically, we'll be keeping an eye on it. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> that's a relief. That's good to know, because uh, I'm thinking uh, thinking of change. This probably is not going to stick around very long. An upside to this is uh, procs are now going to be viable in PvE, which they really haven't been before, since PvE is all yeah. about crit and procs can crit now, so that's kind of cool. Uh, PvP, probably a very big effect. Uh, that's that's what I think is going to happen. Hardly anyone, you know, we're getting that crit cap, but like we were just saying, nobody's hitting that crit cap. Yeah. So, you know, it's just going to be extra it's just damage. just a buff for proc sets in mm-hmm. uh, PvP. <laughs> it straight up is. I don't think I like it. I don't think it was a great idea. Um, but don't worry, they're, go- they're going to be keeping an eye on it. So we're going to be all right. We're going to be just fine. <laughs> now, this one's sort of tones that down a little bit but not not all the way but now um burst damage specifically proc sets that deal burst damage within a four second window those types of sets when they proc will suppress other such sets for one second so that's a weird one right so like if you if you have a set that deals like just one single you know burst of damage within a four second window then any other sets that deal that kind of damage cannot proc at the same time. They have to wait a second. Um, I think that's a really, really good thing. When I first heard about this, I was like, I don't know about giving cooldowns to sets, but no, actually, I think this is a great thing. Yeah. They say that sets that have innate counterplay, such as delays, minimum travel times, warning telegraphs, that kind of thing, those are exempt from this adjustment, so they're not going to have the cooldown. So one example I can think of is Selene's. It has that that AOE yeah. telegraph. Um, it'll still proc right away. The first set that you equip will be the first set that procs. So that's how you can kind of control the order that these sets proc in. The order that you equip them in is their proc order. That one's interesting to me. I think you made a great point. It's, it's cool that you can kind of control which one... Uh, you have kind of more power over your build. But the the comment I, I make on this is I would like to see some sort of UI in the future that at least lets me know, just confirms like, all right, you have this one as your priority and this one as your secondary. That'd some be sort nice. of UI that just kind of lists those for me. I would like to see that visually. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, but, you know, I think like the easy thing would be just to, you can just kind of, Equip, unequip, and re-equip five-piece bonuses uh, to kind of get them in the order that you like. Um, so after the one-second cooldown, they say you can then attempt to proc the next set, right? So if you meet the proc condition for multiple sets simultaneously, it's not like after that one-second cooldown, the second set just goes ahead and procs. You have to actually attempt to proc it again after that cooldown. Um, I know some people were kind of unclear on that. Um, a full list of sets that are affected are in the patch notes. I'll name a few here. Uh, Ashen Grip, uh, the Vatishran Two-Hander, uh, Way of Fire, Hrothgar's Chill is included as well. So those will all be um, subject to this one-second cooldown. I think this is a very, very good change. I don't know if it makes up for the, the crit, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. all those sets are going to be able to crit now too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's a good thing. It's a good change. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a step in the right direction. It seems like for sure. Mm-hmm. And now, 
you can still put builds together with multiple procs that will all go off at the same time, right? You could have like Unleashed Terror uh, and Selene's and some other instant burst proc, and those will all proc simultaneously, you know, so you still can do that. It's just not going to be three big bursts all at once. I think uh, the fact that they included the Vatishran two-hander in there is a pretty big deal because uh, that's just like... That's just added on top of any proc build, right? Because that's on the on the back bar, so you can just put it on top of, of anything you have. Um, so that's pretty cool. Anything else to say about the proc cooldown stuff? No, I think I think the biggest thing is I think it's a good change. I just think that uh, the crit, the the worry that the crit gives me is is probably larger than yeah. the uh, the feel good that this gives me. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I agree. I think the the crit is overshadowing that for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, everything else about Battlegrounds and PvP, I'm kind of optimistic about the future and things are looking good. Um, you know, we're at the very beginning. We're at the very beginning of PTS. Yeah, a lot of changes to come. So this is the other change that I was saying is another big deal for Dragon Knights, even though it's not directly a buff to them. But uh, the charged weapon trait uh, has been more than doubled. So now instead of um, increasing your chance to apply status effects by 220%, it's 480% chance to apply status effects. Um, that's a pretty massive buff. Uh, and remember, Dragonites, they're combustion passive. That's how they sustain is by applying status effects, which is um, it's a random chance to do that. So increasing your chances to do that. Um, there's a very small cooldown on that passive. I think it's a 500 millisecond cooldown. So if you're constantly applying status effects, you're getting that 1,000 resource return over and over and over and over again. Um it's crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, Dragonites are already enjoying the charge the charge trait right now. Um, so, you know, now it's just going to be even more enticing. I wonder if it's just going to be like downright like the meta for Dragonites to use that trait, and that's that's where your sustain's coming from. Um, a quick example: so for uh, an additional four hundred and eighty percent, that's almost uh, a five times increase in your chance to apply status effects, right? So, like, if we look at glyphs, say, like, a poison glyph, um, those have um, a 20% chance. Uh, normally, they have a 20% chance to apply a status effect. Um, with the charge trait now, that becomes almost a 100% chance, almost guaranteed for a glyph to apply a status effect. Uh, but even other things, I think, um, like procs that deal aoe damage i think specifically that type of damage it's only a one percent chance to apply a status effect um but now it would be almost a five percent chance and if you add heartland conqueror into it it would be almost a ten percent chance then from from something that started as a one percent chance that's a pretty massive increase it's a huge change and there's other sources of damage there's all these categories. I think Alcast has a whole write-up on like exactly how it all works. But you know, some sources of damage, it's like a three percent chance. Some sources, it's like a five percent, eight percent. It's kind of all over the all over the place. Um, but any of those is going to be amplified greatly um, by this new charge trade. That's pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. You know, like you said, I think it is huge for DKs based on those changes, but. I'm excited just for my macro. It uses a charged frost staff. I think that's gonna yeah. 
be pretty awesome on the on the macro build. Yeah, great for just de- debuff builds in general. Yeah, uh, because then you don't have to necessarily worry about specifically having a debuff ability like really your goal then would just be to have as many different damage types as possible because each damage type has its own associated status effect um so that'd be pretty cool um there have been some set reworks i'm going to skip most of them um but the the notable ones are mechanical acuity um this one's been basically completely reworked so uh, now, instead of it procking and giving you a, a 100% crit chance for a, a period of time, now, when you deal non-critical damage, you gain a stack of mechanical acuity. So they've turned it into one of these stack sets <laughs> that we, we don't have nearly enough of, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, when you deal non-critical damage, you gain a stack of mechanical acuity, which gives you 20% crit chance. Uh, and you can have five stacks max. So if you have all five stacks, then you're back to that 100% crit chance. It's a interesting thing because, so I think I guess your goal here would be for your build to actually have as low a crit chance as possible because you proc this thing from non-crit damage. But then each stack you get, you're getting 20, 40, 60, 80, you know, percent crit chance. So the more stacks you get, the more difficult it becomes to deal non-crit damage and therefore gain another stack to get up to that 100. (laughs) I actually think I like this set more now, Um, or at least would be more likely to use it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's just to, I think it's going to have better consistency now than where it existed before. It was... Before, it was a set that had a very limited kind of window, and I I usually kind of shy away from those types of sets where it's like you have this specific moment where you can do things, and then you have a downtime. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that this is kind of, when you have it on, you're just consistently going to be getting uh, a benefit. Because even even if you're at 80% crit chance, and you've got four stacks, you don't quite have the five stacks, even one little dot or one little thing can can spark that you know um, last bit of stack. So I think I think it's I think I like it better. I think I like it better for my particular play style. It's a completely different use case now, right? Like basically, true, it, yeah. its current version on the live server right now, it's basically a ganking set. That's what it's for. Yep. for uh, but that's not burst. what it'll be for at all, at all now. Totally different kind of use case. Um, it seems like it's a lot better for PVE now, which is funny. This set in its current version used to be the PVE meta, um, but it got nerfed since then. But uh, it might make its way back onto some PVE builds in this version. I mean, I know crit's still going to be a very good thing to have in PVE. Um, I like it. I know a lot of people don't like it, but uh, you know, selfishly, I think I'm slightly more likely to equip this set now, even though I I probably still won't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. Yeah. Here's the biggie. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Here it is. Dark Convergence. All right. Let me let me get comfortable here. Yeah, this is the good one. So Dark Convergence, they've reduced the damage by 59%, but they've increased the scaling per target to 50%, up from 10. We had to have a little chat about this before we kind of figured out yeah. what how what that scaling is all about having a 50% scaling instead of 10% that sounds like it's still going to be a, a ton of damage 
But since the, the tooltip is being reduced by 59%, your the, the number that you're starting from is so much lower, it's still not it's still going to be way less damage uh, than the previous version. Way, way less. Uh, even if it hits four or five targets, it's still not going to hit as hard as, yeah. as it did before hitting like two or three targets, you know? Yeah, I think we did the math on it and, th- and you know, they, they took away the six-player cap on it and that kind of makes sense because it really takes about six or seven players now for this to deal kind of the type of damage that it was able to do before. Right. Yeah, so it's definitely a big nerf damage-wise. That that alone, I think a lot less people will be using it just because it's not nearly as enticing now. And just that, just getting it off of some builds and having it in the environment not nearly as much, that's going to be a huge relief. Um, but they've also reduced it further. So also the, re- the radius is now 10 meters instead of 12 meters. Um, and now the set only pulls once instead of pulling twice. Um, so yeah, you said they, they removed the six player cap. So now it can hit an unlimited number of players. That's the one buff that it got out of this. Yeah. I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this change. I make it happen now. Just, yeah, let's, there it is. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so yeah, the, the damage greatly nerfed, uh, the, the AOE radius, uh, was reduced and it only pulls once instead of twice. Uh, I'll definitely take that. Definitely a lot less people are going to be using it. So I'm just going to be dealing with it less. And then when I do deal with it, it's going to be uh, a lot less annoying. And like when, if, even if I do get pulled in by it now, now I know that damage isn't quite so threatening. So maybe I can just make the decision to just stay in it and fight whoever's standing there, you know, rather than having to run for my life. Um, so I like that. That's great. Hrothgar already got nerfed. Uh, this set's getting nerfed. Those are the two specific sets that are that have ruined the meta currently. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see those being addressed. Again, I go back to the fact that procs can crit again, and it's like, <laughs> guys, <Yeah. laughs> you, you did two good things, and then you did one really, really bad thing. But I don't know. We haven't experienced it yet. It seems yeah. like a bad thing, but we'll see. Uh, see where we end up. Deadly Strikes. This one's a bummer, man. Um, Deadly Strikes, they reduced the damage bonus uh, to 15% instead of 18%. And remember, it used to be 20%. Yeah, this is a second nerf. Um, So this is the set that... This is the... The Stamplar set, right? It, 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 yeah. it buffs your uh, damage over time and channeled abilities. Basically, every Stamplar uses this set. It's a, it's a lot of damage. But now, we're going to have to test it out just to make sure, but Buffing your jabs by 15%, I think that's going to be about in the ballpark of what, like, Spriggan would give you. Like, the amount of damage that Spriggan would give you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to compare and, and figure out if that damage is close. If it is, I'm switching to Spriggan because the 2 through 4 piece bonuses are a lot better for Spriggan. So my, my stats will be in a better place that way. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. I think this second nerf is going to be the one that makes me kind of move away from this set a little bit on my Stamplar. Yeah, exactly. It's because of this set hybridization. They did not want this set to fall into the hands of a Magplar in its <laughs> previous version. I guarantee you they did not want to let that happen. Uh, I thought it was finally going to happen with the set hybridization and all that stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, here it comes. I'm going to put jewelry and weapons on my Magplar. Let's go. Uh, but nope, not going to do that. Never mind. <laughs> um 
I think those are all the set reworks I wanted to talk about. There's some others, but you can check out the patch notes uh, if you want the full list. Those are the most interesting ones, I thought. Um, some miscellaneous stuff. There's some new combat music options, so you can decide if you want to hear combat music at all, or if you can just you can just turn it off so it doesn't happen at all, uh, or you can choose to only let um, boss combat music play, but nothing else. Because you know, like you know, like if you're out in the overworld and you're just fighting random mobs and stuff, it plays that sort of like percussion beat sort of music while you're fighting them. But if you're fighting a boss, it's like this big epic music that's playing. It's like a whole different kind of experience. So you can choose to let the boss music play, but not the the wolves, you know, or whatever. Um, that's kind of cool. I like that. I, I really like the music in this game a lot. I think the composer, he's a very good composer. And I think the music is excellent in this game. And anything kind of related to that, I'm always interested in. Um Another great quality of life thing, uh, when you buy things from guild vendors, it's going to show up in your mail immediately. You don't have to port that's, to another zone to get it. That's awesome. What a, what a, what a small minor fix, but boy, that'll make a big difference. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll notice that one right away. I'll enjoy that one daily. Every single time that I play <laughs> this game, I'm going to enjoy that change. Yeah. Um, and a ton of fixes just to existing content. I feel like almost every DLC in this game was touched on on this patch. Uh, just, a, just a lot of fixes to dungeons, trials, quests, just NPCs doing wrong animations and things like that. One thing that um, is, I, I, you know, I just wanted to mention briefly that we haven't talked about yet is they're, they're making quite a few changes to Bash. And uh, I don't really know what it'll what it'll do or you know kind of the vibe i got from it is that bash might be some type of spammable now but uh, i'm kind of interested to see what where that comes from you know what that turns into um i think they sped up how many times you can bash and then like the uh the cost of it and the damage of it i think they kind of changed made a lot of changes on that so uh, i'm interested to see where that leads what what that what that goes to yeah it's um I didn't put that in the outline because it's just not really relevant to your or my gameplay. And so I feel right. like we're not really going to talk about it. But uh, I read one thing, like the damage from Bash is now going to scale off of your resistance. And that's what yeah. determines the damage from Bash. So it's like specifically four tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's not too much damage. I mean, we've had we've had metas Ugh. like that before and it was it was not a good time. That's kind of the reason I brought. It. I hope there's not some PvP build out there that's going to somehow take advantage of this massive, crazy resistance tank that's going to go around bashing people for crazy amounts of damage. Is the bash crow coming back? <laughs> oh gosh, I hope not. <laughs> the thing was terrifying. <laughs> oh man, that was that's a particular build that when that was that when that thing was out there, I was. I was really unhappy to see it. I was just, I did not like it when people were using that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of all the PTS stuff that I wanted to talk about. Was there anything that I left out that you wanted to to touch on besides the bash thing? Nope. I think that's, I think we got everything. Emails and shout outs, no emails, but uh, I do want to shout out Mr. Moon because um, honestly, this PTS stuff and this all of this stuff was not on my radar whatsoever. I was just kind of chilling last week, or yeah, last week, uh, and Mr. Moon was like, oh my gosh, do you guys see this live stream? There's all this new information. It's so exciting. And I was like, no, I didn't see it. I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> what are you talking, what are you talking about? about? 
So I went to twitch.tv slash Bethesda and the stream was already over, but you could, you could rewatch it, you know? So I watched it uh, a lot of awesome information. And that's where I learned that, Oh, PTS is coming up this Monday. And there's also all these combat changes that they're talking about and stuff like that. Cause I was kind of thinking about this episode before I learned about that stream. I was thinking about this upcoming episode and what I wanted to talk about. And I was like, well, things have been kind of slow here lately. We're going to kind of have to, be creative to have an episode and all that. But then turns out actually we have, we have more than enough to talk about this week. Um, anyway, thank you, Mr. Moon for putting that on our radar so we could kind of be properly prepared for this and it didn't sneak up on us. Um, uh, yeah, no, I got to throw a shout out just to Dr. Professor and Mr. Moon for, uh, you know, hanging out with us while we're recording here. Always, always, uh, we always appreciate that. Yes. Always makes it a little more fun. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much for hanging out while we record. Uh, if you would like to join us while we record, you can do that by joining our Discord. Um, just send us an email at scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know you want to be invited to the Discord. We'll get you in there. Uh, we have all kinds of great theory crafting discussions. We share memes. We just kind of joke around. Um, and it's a good community to hang out with. A lot of really good people. No toxicity whatsoever. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend it. No bias whatsoever. Um, <laughs> no bias. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also email us for, you know, whatever else you like. If you have any suggestions for the show, any questions you want to hear us uh, answered, um, if you want to tell us a joke doesn't even necessarily have to be ESO related, right? We can talk about food or whatever. Um, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com is the place to go. Um, we also have a guild. All right. I have a for we real. Sure do. All right. Here I we have go. a for real like way to plug this guild. All right. Here, here's here's the right, thing. I'm pumped up for this. The, the, the one thing that we can really say Without any kind of sarcasm or joking around or anything like that, the thing that our guild has going for it, it's the best named guild in the game. We have the best okay. named guild in the game. It's called Stoon's Goons. If you want to be in the best named guild in the game, let us know. <laughs> Send us an email <laughs> at scrollpodcast@gmail.com and we'll get you in there. <laughs> How is that for a plug? No, no, nothing negative said whatsoever. That'll work. That'll work. I think that works. I focus we'll on grow what from we... there. We can only grow from that. Yeah, right there. Just focus on the good. That's the good. There you go. The one positivity. Um. Okay, I think that's a podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>